0: This is a download from News Talk 106 to 108. To download other programmes or for more information, go to newstalk.ie. Okay, Philip Malloy is here as ever on a uh, Wednesday night to uh, talk about films and uh, TV. Um, we set a question at the start of the programme. You're completely your idea, I have to give credit to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, best baddies in cinema history we've already mm. had a huge huge text response yeah. will, I, will I throw some of the names at you? Yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Robert Mitchum The Knight of the Hunter uh, oh, says yes. Brandon uh, John Hurt, Brian Cox Tim Rott were a truly dastly trio of Rogues in Rob Roy. he was.
1: Well, Tim Roth was awful in Rob Roy. he yeah. was
0: just awful. Awful he, in it, as in like he, good. He was good great, awful. He was yeah. great. He was
1: great. But you want, you wanted Rob Roy to slice him in half. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: didn't like Rob Roy. I have to yeah. say that. But anyway, Dan, that's Dan Carey. Thanks for that, Dan. Um, a creepy movie villain is Richard Attenborough in Ten Wellington Place. Yes, definitely very good. Barbara says that he played uh, what's his name. No, no, uh, I, can't Crippen, remember, I can't remember the name, yeah. but yeah, he, he played it really, really well. Um, uh, Kaiser Sosi uh, has to be one of the screen's <laughs> oh, all-time villains. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah uh, Lawrence Olivia in Marathon Man. Uh, Frank Nitty in The Untouchables. He, he actually was quite a scary character, Frank Nitty. Do you remember him? He was the guy who wore the white suit, who was yes, kind of the enforcer was, yeah, for, yeah. for the battle. He actually looked a bit like um, the lead singer of Doctor, uh, Dr. Yeah, Robert. And, and, and the thing
1: about it was that that Sean Connery was a very sympathetic character and he played Malone, the Irish-American cop. He did. And actually, Connery won an Oscar Best Sporting Actor Oscar for it. So, but you were really into him. He was a father the figure. He guided uh, the untouchables. He brought them together. He gave them He advice. takes a knife,
0: you he take get, a gun. Yeah. He, he puts heart one heart of yours people. in a hospital, yeah. you put one <laughs> of his <laughs> in a
1: morgue. <laughs> and uh, so you were really, you were on his side. You loved him. He was a nice guy. And then this guy comes along and this guy, Frank Niddy, comes along without giving too much away. And, yeah, and interesting. Does, does uh, yeah. him wrong? Does <laughs> yeah, he does. He does.
0: Um, now, I have to say, I completely agree with this. Paul uh, says, "Chili, chili, or chili, chili, bang, bang. The child catcher. I have to say, that character scared me. Rigid as a kid. Yeah. Now, the funny thing is, my kids. I don't know anything about Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. The Child Catcher was this. Well, you can imagine. What it was, but yeah. the, it's funny, my kids looked at it and it would, they were so blase about it. Yeah. But yeah. as a kid, I found it really, really frightening. Yeah. Um, Henry Fonda, Once Upon a Time in the West. Yeah, the,
1: the thing about that was, um, and, and, you know, by, by the way, Once Upon a Time in the West, he was offered the role by Sergio Leone, the role of gunfighter. Uh, he turned up and, he, and, and on the set, and, and he turned up and and he had um he had brown eyes uh he he got he got the, uh, special stuff developed for his eyes and he had these brown eyes and he had a moustache um, a and um, apparently Leone had to uh, shave his moustache go back to his blue eyes and tell him basically that he wanted him to play against type you know you know, the the blue eyed all American sort of guy that we always associated fond with being mm, uh, mm. but anyway he was great in
0: it he was wonderful yeah lots of people saying um, Robert Mitchum the knight of the hunter Dave as well he plays the most manipulative scary character have ever seen trying to yeah, kill. I remember the
1: Remember the love-hate on his fingers. Yeah,
0: yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, (laughs) A couple more... yeah, actually, here's one which I think you will agree with. Yeah. I, I'm guessing um, No Country for Old Men, Javier uh, oh, yeah. Bardem. Yes, Anton. Yeah, I know. Sugarat, I think. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. It,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, he's awful in it as
0: well. He is um, a genuinely he, menacing character, yeah, isn't yeah,
1: he? Yeah, yeah. I, I, as well as that, I, I tend to love um, kind of stylish villains, and I've said again and again and again over the years that I love James Mason as Van Damme in uh, North by Northwest. I think he's great in it. And anytime he played a villain he was a but he was he was a supreme actor anyway a film actor Mm. and uh, I do I I think is is Anthony Hopkins mentioned at all there for um, Silence of the Lambs no
0: is it I, I'm
1: going to are be you gonna, Are you going to say now? You're going to say it. You're going to say
0: something sacrilegious. I think it's a bit hammy, actually. Oh, when you look back at all that kind of um, fine, what, what's it? The, the glass of Chianti oh, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. fine, you yeah. know, and all the. I mean, ever since what the two comedians did, a kind of a mic of it, like it's kind of hard to take it as seriously. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you think you think it was kind of menacing. Yeah. Do you know who I really liked as
1: well? I loved Alan Rickman in Die Hard.
0: Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: you know, at the very end of it, where he's, he's he's getting out all the money out of the safe, and um, 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 Bruce Willis's wife says, "After all the talk, you're nothing but a common criminal," and he says. Mrs. McLean, I'm an exceptional criminal. <laughs> yeah, and <I> was great.
0: <laughs> If George is here, he'd say Alan Rickman and Michael Collins as well. Because of course, oh, yeah, he yeah, played was, Amy. Actually, that, there, was a really yeah. good,
1: that was really good, there was a nice impersonation there as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, best buddy by Miles was Heath Ledger as the Joker in oh, yes. Dark Knight. great, 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 great. Yeah, okay. Um, and a it's good
1: terrible tragedy, terrible loss. Yeah, yeah
0: absolutely. Sorry. um uh, yeah, the, the the reason reason, was a bad and the ugly, uh, by the way, I thought... Um, was it Lee Van Cleef who played? He was he was one of the and Tuco as well. I thought in, in that Tuko, was quite the, the character. Um, yeah. Eli I, Wallach. Wallach yeah, yeah, was, yeah, I thought he was kind of a. a he was the Mexican of bandage. You yeah. remember the, Magnific- the Magnificent Seven as
1: well. He was very very good in that as well. He was yeah.
0: um, anyway. Why why did you? Well, no, no. The, the reason I just
1: I mean I was just doing a uh, a wee script and and uh, I noticed that Javier Bardem um, has been cast. Uh, as the villain in the fifth Pirates of the Caribbean. is called Dead Men Tell No Tales, which is about to start shooting um, in Australia. They're in pre-production and uh, he will play this villain he plays this what a, a ghost pirate um, who blames Captain Jack Sparrow that's the character played by Johnny Depp he blames him for the death of his brother so he's after him and uh, so uh, as I say it's, it's not out believe it or not they're working on it now but it's not out till summer 2017 and uh, anyway he's the villain in it uh, there's suggestion as well that Christoph Waltz may be in it so the two of those two, uh, going off against each other would be nice Orlando Bloom is supposed to be coming back and the great Rebecca Hall. I think she's a wonderful actress. She's in it. So that'll be... I don't know how you feel about the Pirates of the being movies. I'm sort of up and down. They kind of leave say. me a bit cold. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: interesting you mentioned Rebecca um, Hall because I was just thinking about Javier Bardem. He, he actually must be a really, really good actor because yeah. he was so menacing in that film. And yes, he was in that film... Um, uh, Vicky was yeah, it something yeah, Barcelona. Barcelona Vicky I can't think of the name yeah, but, but I mean, his, his now wife yeah yeah Vicky Cristina Cri- Vicky yeah, Barcelona, Barcelona yeah. and he played that kind of comedy role yeah. so well I mean he's very but he diverse. is
1: and, and he's widely recognised as one of the sort of most versatile versatile think, act, that's act, the word actors about, in, not diverse in, in, actors, yeah. the actors in cinema and
0: uh, okay, so I'd, I'd look at him in anything. Okay, keep them coming through. Uh, 5216. Harry Lyme, the uh, wonderful Orson Welles in oh, The Third yes, Man. Yes. Most charismatic uh, movie villain ever. Somebody I can't see the text, but somebody also said um, uh, Captain Bly in uh, I'm oh, not sure which of the Charles Lawton? Ch- it was Charles yeah, Lawton. Yeah, That's yeah, exactly yeah, who yeah. it was, yeah. Trevor yeah. Howard actually played
1: him in the remake. Uh, I don't think he was as good as Lawton. Okay, All but right. and and just to work into that then as well, we've uh, your second item on that list there, um, Shane is uh, th- th- this 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 actor. The, well, he's a wrestler basically. He's a wrestler, a wrestler, a guy called Dave Bautista, and he plays people who've seen uh, gar- par- our Galaxy uh, Guardians of the Galaxy will know him. He plays a character called uh, uh, Drax the Destroyer, and but he, he he almost steals the movie. He's a guy who's no. <laughs> um, he he's a very kind of straightforward guy. He doesn't understand uh, irony at all. And uh, there's a sort of ongoing debate between him and some of the other um, characters about things that are said. Um, but anyway, he, he's been cast as the senior henchman in Bond Twenty Four. They were looking for a tall, imposing figure uh, with stunt training. Someone they wanted someone who'd do maybe an odd job type role or a job uh, a Jaws type role or a Red Grant. I remember Red Grant was played by Robert Shaw mm-hmm. in. Uh, from Russia. With yeah, love. they yeah. wanted someone apparently like that, and they, they got this. They've got this guy um, Bautista. So he's in uh, Bond twenty four. They begin shooting in London on the sixth of December. They're also shooting in Rome, in Austria, and I think as well um, in Morocco. And the uh, lovely French actress called Leah Sado. She was in um, um, in Laurie's Bastards, and in that film, they got an awful lot of um, attention. Blue was the warmest color. She's been uh, cast as a femme fatale in it, and of course Daniel Craig will. Be be back as Bond
0: yeah, is she a good um, is she a good choice? She
1: is. She is a good choice, but I don't think it's the lead um, female role in it. Uh, so
0: it'll be a supporting character. Yeah, she's, so. she's very good looking, all right. Yeah. I'm just uh, looking at yeah. uh, photographs of yeah. her. Then uh, actually, another one that came through, uh, which I thought was a real good one, Begbie in Train Spotting. Oh uh, yes. played by Robert Carlyle. Oh yes, that scene where he uh, turns on the guy who spills a pint into him. And, oh and yeah, that yeah. is genuinely yeah, Carlyle is
1: great. It was a really fine. And I actually thought Carlyle
0: would have gone on to great things after that, but he kind of. Uh, has disappeared a bit, you know. Lots of people saying De Niro in Cape Fear. Now I have to say I thought that was as hammy a performance as you'd ever see. Whereas I thought the original Cape Fear mm-hmm. uh I Although, thought again, Robert, Robert, Mitchum. That was Robert Mitchum. Yeah. I, what did you think of De Niro in Cape Fear?
1: Well I'm a huge Robert Mitchum fan and I I'd put Robert Mitchum above almost anything anyone in anything. I just loved Robert Mitchum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so and I agree with you. I think it's a really good point. I mean him and Greg Peck um uh, sort of bouncing off each other and Peck of course is... Straight arrow, he always played a straight arrow. And, and and Robert Mitchum had all kinds of color and strange things in his background in his life. Uh, so the idea of these two guys going, i, I yeah, as directed by a guy called J. Lee Thompson, um, an English director, and I think he did a fine job on it.
0: Yeah, what about De Niro himself? I, I just, no, so, yeah, I agree with you. I think, um, I get what he, the scene where he hangs on to the underside of the car and stuff. I mean, it was just. <laughs> I thought it jumped the shark a few times yeah, I have to no, say it did, yeah, yeah. he was a bit ferocious though yeah so. yeah no I wouldn't have messed with him eh? no, in no, no, fairness no, no. Um, come here the judge is out on Friday I've Okay, advertised what's okay, it what's it's it like? a
1: father and son legal drama stars Robert Downey Jr as this big uh, city criminal defence attorney and he returns to uh, his hometown in Indiana uh, well it's actually for his first of all for his mother's um, funeral and uh, he, he, he basically obviously he comes together with his father again played by Robert Duvall and they've been estranged uh, the father is this small town judge and they've been estranged uh, for years uh, both of them have a sort of are dedicated to the law but they have sort of different views of the law uh, until uh, there's the, the, the old man is accused of a hit and run killing and obviously he needs legal representation now it's Downey and Duvall's first movie together uh, they have at least four really sort of extended scenes dramatic scenes in it, and they really spark off each other it was reported um that the the part of the judge was offered to Jack Nicholson, and then to Clint Eastwood, uh, but I, I there's a lovely kind of smooth, treacly, self-regarding sort of quality to the way uh, Duval plays the role, and I would have I think it, it would be difficult to see anyone else um, play it as well. And by the okay, the dialogue in it uh, is is qu- is quite good in various parts, a nice kind of. It's, it's kind of sharp, ironic kind of dialogue, uh, but there, there's a. Um, I don't know if you remember in Goodwill Will Hunting, uh, the scene where Ben Affleck um, is kind of coming on to Minnie Driver in this diner, and uh, uh, one of her snooty friends comes on and oh, yeah. starts to make yeah, fun one of her. Yeah, and, de- and then d- and Matt he Damon, meets He Ma- meets in, his match. Yeah, in, yeah. Well, there's a scene like that um, in a pub, in a bar, in this, and it's incredibly well done by Downey. Problem is, uh, is that the kind of personal and legal dramas uh, don't feed off each other to any kind of significant degree and the, the and even and the lawyers court courtroom still, they're never in doubt and uh, so the case um which around which the story evolves basically there are no kind of ju- juicy revelations there's no great sort of pr- surprises and uh, so it kind of fails then i think to develop as a as a um a, a legal procedural so is it
0: is it worth to watch like is it it,
1: it's again. It's a bit. It's a bit long. Um, i I. You know. Y- you might like it. Um, uh, I'd. I'd. It's kind of middle of the road sort of drama. You know. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton is in it. And I think it's kind of underused. Uh, that fine actor Vincent D'Onofrio and Vera Farmiga. They're all. They're all very very good in it. Except mm. that, that they could have been used. Um, better I think you know
0: is it more one for well DVD
1: did did you by the way did you go to did you go to 71 no not yet but
0: I am definitely planning to in the next few days so okay Uh, So uh, have a look at it See
1: what you think I'd love to hear What you think of it Okay all right. Um, And uh, could I just say David Dobkin Who's mm. the director of it And he's the director Of The Wedding Crashers and Shanghai Surprised he will be one of the guests On The Picture Show Six o'clock on Saturday And I mentioned last week As well that this film Mr. Turner Is about the last 25 years In the life of the great Sort of British painter J.N. Turner And one of the things About it is There were two women In his life over that period And on The Picture Show This week We actually have The two women We have Dorothy Atkinson and Marion Bailey and I've done the interview and it's I'm really I have to say I'm delighted with the two of them I thought they were absolutely great really yeah, yeah. and then as well the other thing we have on the show is is um, is the director of 71 71 yesterday was nominated for five European Film of the Year awards and uh, so they're on as well okay and um, Could I just say as well uh, while we're talking? I just got figures before I came in on Gone Girl, and so far, so it opened last Friday week, and so far it's uh, grossed a million four hundred and eighty-three thousand nine hundred and six euro at the Irish box office. It's still number uh, one. That's Um, huge. Yeah, it's absolutely um, the number two film this week. For instance, okay, is is a film called Annabelle, and that grossed three hundred and twenty-one thousand in its first week while Gone Girl took 513,000 in its second week. So Gone Girl it's at 90 locations around the country so everybody can see it. There's there'd be no difficulty seeing it anywhere. It's
0: everywhere. Yeah, it's you, you liked it. it, didn't you? I did, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, By the way, just before we move on yeah. we should just mention um, one film I did want to mention to you it's been out quite a yeah. while but I only got to see it uh, okay. during the week uh, an Irish film, The Stag. I, I was really impressed did with you, it. Were you? I
1: thought you... you did, know? No, no. I, 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 I loved Parts of it, you know, the part where they're in in the store where they're going to buy stuff. and, yeah. they, and they get caught. <laughs> I thought that was great. I, think I wish there, was, there had
0: been more of it. I thought there was so many George laugh like, out I think loud moments. Yeah, I'd I think say. George liked that. I think it's it's definitely worth checking
1: out. Yeah, and it. it did really well in this country. It did very very well in this guy. Co- I don't think it. It. I don't think it played well, uh, so well abroad, especially in the
0: UK. But it certainly did well here. Way funnier than that. What's the um it's the Bachelor film set in uh, oh, yeah. Las Vegas yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah, there's about yeah, Fordham yeah, and Mike yeah, Tyson appears yeah, yeah. The Hangover them, or whatever Yeah, yeah. 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 I just thought yeah. way funnier than that yeah. but anyway um, Kirk what else have you got for us? okay
1: the, the, that's the main one the, the Judge is the main one but also opening is a film called okay now this is an interesting thing is is The Best of Me and it's based on a book by this fellow Nicholas Sparks and Nicholas Sparks is, 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 is a brand name believe it or not in cinema he generally writes these stories these love stories that focus on the kind of difficulties people have in coming together and remaining together and so far, nine of his books have been made. Uh, people know the titles: "Message in a Bottle," "The Notebook," "A Walk to Remember," "Nights in Rodante. And uh, these have all been made. And at the, at the, so they're that's all nine. weepies, aren't they? Yeah, they're all weepies. They're all absolutely all weepies. Unashamed weepies. <laughs> <laughs> <Wet>. <laughs> I think Wet. I've talked
0: to you about the notebook before. I mean, the notebook Wet. Wet. turned Wet. me into a, like, yeah. it was ridiculous. I had to leave the room. like Well, I they're
1: just, all like, they, and they all feel a bit contrived. It was utterly
0: contrived. Yeah. And I knew yeah. I was being manipulated. Yeah. But I mean, and I'm not talking like the little tear coming down. I'm talking about literally flooding the place out of Well, it, like, OK, like,
1: and nine films so far. And there's two, one in pre-production and another actually in production. So, 11. And so, this guy is churning out the books. He's writing the books. They've, they've been turned into screenplays. He's producing them as well. Uh, so, he has a great little industry going and this one, two former school, high school sweethearts. There, as the the um, later on in the years, they're played by Michelle Monaghan and uh, James Marsden, Marsden, and they meet again after twenty years, and finally still have feelings for each other. The problem is that she's a mother and a wife. Okay. So it's it's that um, it's that basic story. So it's a uh, and they have these movies have a following. So no matter what we say about them, I think some people are going to go to them. Yeah, you're you're not exactly. Uh, no, no, a fan. no. By the way, uh, one. Of of the things about this is that we, we see the, the, the pair as a young couple and we see him obviously then the 20 years later as an elderly couple and as the young couple the, the male the, the, the man or the young man he's played by an actor an Australian actor called Luke Bracey and he did Two hundred and twenty-five episodes of um, of Home and Away, and uh, he's playing. By the way, he's playing the Keanu Reeves role now in a remake of Point Break. But he's another of these actors yeah, that started out actors, that yeah. started out on Australian soaps. So I'll just mention some of them: Russell Crowe. Um he, he started on Australian show and he went on to win an Oscar for Gladiator. Guy Pierce, who I think is a hugely versatile yeah, actor. Yeah, uh, Joel Edgerton. Um, and he's, he's, uh, Isla, Isla Fisher. She started out on Home and Away and she went to Confessions of an Alcoholic. She's made some other movies as well. And now she's Mrs. Sacha Baron Cohen. I don't know. Her. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris Hemsworth, of course, is Tar and his brother Liam. Then Simon Baker. Um, uh, he started out on Home and Away and he's had an enormous success. He's done quite a few films but he's had an enormous success on The Mentalist. I think they've done about six seasons of The Mentalist and he uh, he was yeah. producer of Do you it, watch so. that? I'll tell you, one, one of my kids, he's 16, he loves it. Yeah adores it. Do you like it? No. no. I,
0: I, I'm sorry, it's not, it's not that I don't like. It. I just haven't got into it at all. I haven't yeah. really given it a chance. And Sam
1: Worthington is another, but there's loads of others. If people, anybody who wants to say anything about Australian actors or soap opera actors becoming stars, let them.
0: Okay. Tell us um, Garrett has texted him to say, apparently Mitchum nearly drowned Gregory in the fight scene at the end of Cape Fear. Great film. Mitchum, yeah. super. No, that's, that's true, that's true. That's Literally? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. Uh, listen, we're going to take a break in a moment, but you have got a competition for us, I okay. think, before that break. Okay, yeah?
1: so this is a character played by Michael Douglas Douglas in a well-known movie what is the name of the character now as opposed to Michael Douglas or the movie The Character
0: the point is ladies and gentlemen that greed for lack of a better word is good greed is right greed works ok hundreds of you texted in with the right answer <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paddy Brady from Slain in Mead has been picked out as the winner there's a free Netflix subscription for you Paddy it was of course Gordon Gecko in Wall Street uh, played by uh, Michael Douglas, it wasn't a bad movie villain himself. No, was he? no,
1: no, he wasn't. And um, I, I, I really liked it. It's an Oliver Stone picture, and um, a very it, good what, film. Yeah, too. and the thing about it, by the way, he won an Oscar for that, and it was his second Oscar. Believe it or not, he actually had won an Oscar earlier as the producer of. Um, he acquired the rights to one crew over the cuckoo's nest from his father, Kirk Douglas, and he produced it. And uh, he was very young at he, that point. He was, was he? he was. In fact, he had just left the streets of San Francisco and had started a film career. And by the way, he became a very, very successful producer. He, I think he sold his company, but he's now gone back to it. He's about well, he's about 70 now, I think. So he's quite, you know, he's getting on.
0: Yeah. OK. Um there's loads and loads and loads and loads <laughs> of text I, I coming in. Them, with I just love these. Yeah, just give like, us a flavour. some okay,
1: of Okay. Well, some of them yeah, here uh, and some on you, different ones. Like Patrick McGowan in Braveheart was a brilliant film He played Longfellow. He, yeah, he played the king the in Longshanks. The, Longshanks. Yeah, Longshanks yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, well, let's see. Freddy Krueger in Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Hav- well, Javier Bardem, which we already yeah. referred to, Jack, it, in Jack Shane Jack he was pretty. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and he was meant to. And remember when he 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 shoots down the what's he called Stonewall the little Alicia Cook Junior character he's, he's, he's standing in the mud in the streets and he's up on a kind of veranda and he just, yeah, just shoots yeah. him down uh, Christoph Waltz in A Glorious Bastards. I think he won an Oscar for that yeah. Robert De Niro Robert Mitchum uh uh, Robert De Mer- maybe Robert De Niro or Robert Mitchum um, from Cape, Cape Fear. Yeah,
0: Ron Moody as a, in Flight I, of the Doves. As Rachel says, as a child, that he did terrify me. That character, he was the evil but, uncle. Geez, these are great. There's absolutely this is a great audience I have to say. It is.
1: to um, you say know, Donald Pleasance in Will Penny. Do you remember Don Pleasant? Donald Pleasance? Donald Pleasance as the Bible's. Uh, oh spouting yeah, yeah. I do. The, I do. Who goes? He uh, goes after um, Charlton Heston. And uh, he was very, very good. And Ben Kingsley in Sexy Beast—that's another really yeah. good choice. Ralph
0: Fiennes in Shindra's list. You—I mean—you'd oh, agree with that one, I oh, take awful, it. Yeah.
1: Truly chilling and totally evil. Uh, Dennis Hopper in Blue Velvet. Um, Joe, Joe Pesci in Goodfellas he was yeah, he was he was he was awful he was he a was real awful. psycho you know? yeah, he was. I always think that I, I always think that and Hitchcock used to always say this so I'm, I'm not an original <laughs> if you can get a good villain you're halfway home yeah you know because yeah, yeah. you'll know, <laughs> yeah. disturb
0: people you'll, you'll things if you have someone who's unpredictable oh, yeah. uh, it's, oh Scorpio it's, and Dirty Harry yeah he was somebody says totally psychotic yeah he was a kind of a chilling character <laughs> this uh, one says uh, Imelda Staunton as Dolores Umbridge in, in Harry Potter uh, yeah, mm. that's an interesting one the shark in Jaws a few people are <laughs> saying I yeah I wouldn't mess with that shark Corgan
1: in uh, in Highlander do you remember Hi- Highlander yeah yeah he was yeah. played by an actor
0: called Clancy Brown very good actor um Robert Carlyle playing the bad guy in an episode of Cracker. I do remember him. Yeah. I said, "Watched it not that long oh, ago." Oh yeah,
1: do, do you know something? Bruce turning the Cowboys. Do you remember the? Do, do you remember the scene at the end where he, he shoots John Wayne, and and. Uh, we 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 interviewed Bruce Dern twice last year on the Picture Show, and he said that he still gets mail, and a lot of it comes from this country because of John Wayne standing in the Quiet Man. He still gets mail from people complaining and giving out to him and threatening him for shooting down John Wayne. Oh really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Listen, come here, We're almost out of time. Robert Redford um, is going to get a Lifetime award Achievement Award yeah, yeah. from the uh, the Film Society, the Lincoln Center in yeah. next April But an ex- seventy eight, an extraordinary
1: career, isn't it? Well, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and as well as, okay, uh, all the movies he made, of course, uh, Butch Cassidy and The Sun and All the President's Men, Three Days of the Condor, The Sting, The Candidate, The Natural, all of those. But as well as that then, he set up the, uh, what eventually became the Sundance Film Festival. And that is, that's one of the most effective outlets for independent film in the world. It's been an enormous success, I have to say.
0: Yeah, I mean, am I right in saying he was kind of happy to make the, the kind of the big budget, not so great movies, because it gave him the budget then to actually do the well, stuff okay, he really the, that's wanted a, to do. That,
1: that's a famous kind of saying: one for them and one for uh, for us. Yeah, well, you know, and, and to some extent, he did play that. Um, he had he, he had he he'd done a few things in recent years that weren't that impressive, but wait, he's he's had a huge popular success as the villain in Captain America two, and then in a, a widely praised a movie called All Is Lost. It's a kind of
0: lost at sea kind of uh, role, and uh, so you know what I love the his. And I th- I think it's a it's a classic that's kind of been forgotten about. I think he won did he He's, I think he might have won an Oscar for it. Uh, Ordinary People. No he did. Yeah. He did. I think yeah. that's
1: a, it, that was his first uh, that was his directorial debut and he won an Oscar for that. It's kind of been forgotten about though, hasn't it? I, again and again, and actually, that um, that director that we talked about, um, David Dobkin, the director of the Judge, he re, he referred to it as one of his favourite films, one of the one of the the, the kind of dramas that uh, influenced him to become a film director. Just so, a
0: proper film about real life, real life people, you know. Which, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Donald Sutherland, Mary Tyler. Oh, Moore. I, I,
1: again, I, again, Donald
0: Sutherland. Sutherland
1: is so underrated, and he's never won an Oscar. Uh, Mary Tyler Moore is in it, and she plays a straight role in it, and she's very very good. Okay. Uh, Shane Carty asks what Sean Penn is doing. Yes. Well, he, he, he says that he hadn't, um, he hadn't seen anything or anything of him since The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, the remake, and that's true, but the reason is that he's actually been directing, and generally it takes about two years to set up and direct the film, two years at the very least, and he's been in South Africa working on The Last Face, which is the story he's directing, that, which is the story of a relief worker who's caught between her job and a relationship with a charismatic doctor, and guess who plays the charismatic doctor? Javier Bardem. What? But the thing is, it's, as I said, it's directed by uh, Penn and um, the, the woman is played by Charlize Theron and Charlize Theron is supposed to be Penn's Current partner. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So they're together, and pen, a bit of pen showbiz gossip there from Philip. Huh? A bit of just, showbiz just, just gossip, a little, yeah. a little bit there. And uh, Penn pen has completed another film called The Gunman, and it sounds to me to be very kind of Taken esque. If you already, oh, yeah, it's very much <laughs> like that, and uh, uh, it'll be out here in next February. And again, Bardem is all over the place. Bardem plays the villain in that.
0: Okay, actually, I I cut you off on Redford. You you yeah. you handed me a list earlier on six yeah. things you said I might know about Robert Redford. Yeah. One really jumps out At me. Um, Paramount Pictures boss Robert Evans wanted him to play the role of yes. Michael Corleone yes. in The Godfather. Yes. That would have just been so wrong. No, it would. It? It would. Uh, uh,
1: the, the the thing about Evans was Evans at that stage with, with Love Story and all these movies. He he revived Paramount Pictures, but he was he was off the wall a bit as well. There's a very good book called The Kid Stays in the Picture, uh, which is his own, his book, his his biography. And uh, but he was a bit off the wall, and that okay. was that was one of all the reasons. Right. Listen, we're out of time. Uh, just a case,
0: couple which? of last texts. Uh, nurse Ratchet in one flew over the cookies oh, yes, nest. Yes. One listener says, "Derrigan Wexford says worst baddie in the movie." Kathy Bates stroke uh, Annie Wilkes in misery. Still have nightmares. Think I married her sister. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, I love this show. Okay, that's (laughs) all from me and the show tonight. Thanks for all those texts tonight on all the issues. They were absolutely brilliant. Thanks for listening to this News Talk one hundred and six to one hundred and eight podcast. To download other programs or for more information, go to newstalk.ie.